All right, little Would You Rather Wednesday today. We can get, of course, look, there's NBA, uh, there's off-season NFL, where guys are going to go. We got Major League Baseball starting up soon. So there's more than enough to get to. Our executive producer extraordinaire, Scott Lynn's got a few questions he's going to throw it our way, and we'll play the old uh, trying to figure out which one we actually can lean with a little bit more. What you got for us, buddy? All right, on this uh, Would You Rather Wednesday, would you rather see my big moon face between you? No, no, no. Yes. No one needs to see that. No, I would, right, actually. Anybody, this is, yeah. Everybody needs to watch us on Twitch and YouTube so you can see Scott Lynn's face two inches from his camera because his home setup has a big light right above his head. I, yeah, there you go. Zoom in on it. There is a light coming on the top of your head. It, it, is, it is a solar eclipse right now on your screen. It is fantastic. That's a head. <laughs> I was sure that it was a planet. That's a head? It, it's unbelievable. It is moontacular, Levine. That's what we're dealing with wow. here in the uh, in the basement in the five by seven. All right. Would you rather Wednesday? We'll start with some NFL stuff, boys. Would you rather see? And Sean, you mentioned his name before. Would you rather see Geno head to the Bucks or stay with Seattle? It's distracting watching those satellites circulate. Um, I, you know, I. Gino to the Bucks would be really interesting because we keep talking about what are the Bucks going to do? Tom Brady's retired. If you look at their odds, every team except for five has better odds to win the Super Bowl except for the Bucks. So it feels like no Tom Brady, no chance. If they were maybe to get a guy like Geno Smith, maybe that is the stopgap that you need. The division sucks. It's absolutely terrible. So I kind of like it, actually. I like it a lot. I'd rather rather see Nick Geno Smith stay in Seattle because we know that it, we know that it, it's working. Like he's had success there this year, and I think it was a great story. And if you go to Tampa, I mean, this is a team. Are, are they going to start gutting that roster? Are they going to trade Mike Evans, who just had the dropsies for most of the season? Now that Brady's gone, are they going to completely rebuild? I'd rather see Geno Smith part of a team that was supposed to be rebuilding this year that then got Kenneth Walker in the backfield and was able to win some football games that we didn't expect. I mean, I laughed. I was like, man, they're going to win like two games this year. And I was completely wrong, just like 99% of the population. But they're, of course, going to go somewhere younger, whether it's this year or the next couple of years in Seattle. But to see him get his opportunity and know that it's working in Seattle, it also makes that division a little bit more competitive because uh, the Rams aren't what they used to be before. The 49ers still have their quarterback situation that they need to figure out. And if Kyler Murray's healthy, maybe with a new head coach, it's going to be a little bit different in Arizona. But, like, all those teams are kind of closer to each other right now in the NFC West, so it makes it a little bit more competitive. So I'd rather see Geno Smith stay in Seattle. All right, more on this Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather see Lamar stick with the Ravens, Nick, or head to the Mm. Raiders? Well, living near uh, Ravens fan territory a little bit and – there's a lot of Ravens fans that can be quite cocky, if you will. Although some of them are very jaded. They sound like me as a Commanders fan. Lamar playing for the Raiders with a real receiver in Devontae Adams, not to mention Darren Waller at tight end, and then you still have a run game because they'll, they they'll probably franchise Josh Jacobs. They'll figure out a way to keep him. Lamar Jackson on the Raiders would be so much fun to watch. That team's offense could be incredibly dynamic and it's an opportunity too to see okay what can Josh McDaniels do with a quarterback of his skill set you know they're not going to run the ball as much as they did it with the Ravens right you're going to have an opportunity to throw the ball more we can really see Lamar Jackson air it out I would rather see him in a completely new offense with a completely new system and better weapons to really see what his ceiling is so I want to see Lamar Jackson and the Raiders 
Can you imagine the Raiders go out there and get a quarterback that throws for less touchdowns than Derek Carr did a season ago? I mean, Lamar Jackson last season, I know he was hurt for a while. 17 touchdown passes. The year before that, only 16. The problem, guys, is his availability or lack thereof. He's only played 12 games per season the last two years. So if you're the Raiders, why are you even messing with that? You've been looking for the right quarterback for, I don't know, since Rich Gannon left town? It's been a while. And frankly, also from a Ravens perspective, you really have to think about this because we've seen the Ravens a few times this year where they didn't have Lamar Jackson and the offense looked completely different. So if I'm the Raiders, I'm not that interested. If I'm the Ravens, I think I'm almost forced to go all in with this guy. It's kind of like, you know, when you're that deep into a relationship, you either propose or you break up with the girl. And at this point, I think the Ravens, it's time for them to go just go ahead and get married and see how it goes. Although, let me say this. If it's taken this long for them to propose, Sean, it sounds more like it's going the route of a breakup. It's the mother-in-law. It's always the mother-in-law. That's the <laughs> yes, problem. Trust That's the truth. You're right. That's, That's the problem here. That's always the damn problem. That is the problem here. You're right. And if the mother-in-law has a haircut like Mark Davis, for instance, then we have an even bigger problem. Speaking of ill-shaped heads, as she we does. continue to see more. She does. But he got a haircut uh, now. Nobody... Did you see, Scott? He, he got a new haircut. Yeah. He doesn't have the, uh, the bowl cut anymore. He's still a fashion plate regardless, and he owns an NFL team, something that I will never this do in true. this lifetime. Yeah. All right, speaking of the Raiders, Derek Carr, would you rather, Sean? see him join the Jets, as we touched on a little bit ago, where apparently he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, God bless, or the Washington Commanders, where Sam Howell will enter the training camp as the heir apparent, or it's his to lose, or who knows what Coach is going to do now. Maybe Carr comes to D.C. D.C. or the Jets, Sean, would you rather? D.C., because if you're Derek Carr... I think you want to go to a place that doesn't necessarily have a bunch of expectations. And if anybody is uttering the phrase in New York or other places, if the Jets get Derek Carr, then he becomes a Hall of Famer, then somebody has expectations there. So you're better off going to Washington. Go to the Commanders. They've been looking for a quarterback for a while also. And if you can win, what, nine, ten games, sneak in the back door of a playoffs, they'll build a statue for you. So if I'm Derek Carr, I'm much more interested in going to Washington. No, I don't want to see him anywhere near my commanders because we've tried the retread veteran quarterback for far too long. I don't want, I'd rather see what Sam Howell can do and maybe this team will completely tank next year and then they'll actually draft somebody in a stacked quarterback class next year. I, I can't, I mean, if it was going to be Derek Carr for a year or two, fine. Carson Wentz is going to be gone. I'd rather have Derek Carr over Carson Wentz, but I'm so tired, so exhausted, so sick of this team getting retread quarterbacks and it not working and all we need is a quarterback and then Ron Rivera thinking it's 1967 and they're going to run the ball twice as many times as they're going to throw it but now you have Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator I'd rather see them see what Sam Howell has what are the expectations you're right Sean like it, win seven games and we're like hey there you go it's a normal season under Ron Rivera so it's just I, I don't want to see them commit all this money to somebody like Derek Carr, who I like and I think is a better fit with the Jets because they have real a bet. They have a better team in place than in Washington right now. They've got a brighter future and they can also afford a more expensive Derek Carr because you have a ton of players that are on rookie deals. Washington has to pay Deron Payne this offseason, though they may franchise him. You're going to have more deals coming up, so it's just going to get more and more expensive. So I'd rather see them have a cheaper option at quarterback right now and try to build around that young quarterback and see. Let's see what Eric Bieniemy can do if he can make 
Sam Howell at least a respectable quarterback? Well, there you go. He should definitely be a head coach. What's their draft capital right, like, Nick? Why don't they just package a bunch together and trade up and get an actual quarterback? No way Sam Howell's the plan heading into next year. I, and listen, there's a very good chance that Rivera's lying when he says that, and there's uh, there's an opportunity for them if they want to trade up. I mean, I guarantee you they're considering it. They've considered it the last few drafts, but it's just what it costs. You know. But now if you look at a team that you say, all right, we got a lot more in place. Our defense is a little more solidified. They have things that they need to fill, but you know they've got weapons on offense. And if they can package up enough together and move up, depending on where you know certain guys fall in the draft, it just depends on how much they're going to have to jump up. I think there's certainly an opportunity they would consider that. All right, boys, let's change lanes from the National Football League over to the NBA. Resumes tomorrow night. I believe there are nine games on the schedule. And, Mr. Mm-hmm. Ashu, I know you can't wait. You miss. Got to have my props as the serial commercial. I need my NBA props. <laughs> there it is, or pops, or whatever. Anyway, would you rather, and, Nick, I know where you are with this, so we'll start with Sean here. Coming out of the break, Sean, would you rather bet the Lakers coming out of the break? or start to fade the Warriors. We did a segment last night where Charles Barkley and Draymond over All-Star Weekend, as Charles is wont to do, Lakers are cooked. I mean, uh, Warriors are cooked. Warriors are cooked. You Would you rather bet the Lakers or fade Golden State, Mr. Levine? The Lakers are the team that's cooked. I can't believe that Nick put money on that team to make the playoffs. Golden State, you have to figure that once they get healthy, and at some point they will, or even somewhat healthy, then they could make the playoffs and even make a run once they get there. Honestly, you know what I think happened to that team that not enough people are talking about? They were, and then just kind of went away. Remember in the preseason when Draymond Green, Superman, punched Jordan Poole in the face and absolutely laid him out? That team hasn't been the same since. And don't pretend that chemistry doesn't matter, even at the highest levels of basketball. So I think there's a much higher likelihood, even with the moves that the Lakers have made, even though they're finally seemingly starting to get healthy in the second half of the season, that Golden State turns into the Warriors that we think they can be than the Lakers. The Lakers are a, a well-done steak, man. They're cooked. Oh, well, I think we all know where I'm going because Scott clearly hinted at this. Absolutely take the Lakers. They're two and a half games back of the last playing spot, four and a half games out of the sixth seed. By the way, only six and a half games back of the Kings for the top spot in their division. Now, I don't think they're going to win the division, but I can see the Kings fading. They've got one of the toughest schedules down the stretch the rest of the way here. The Lakers have one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way, and they are not the same team. They're about eight players deep now and at least average three-point shooters. What was their biggest weakness this entire season and even last year? Shooting. Nobody could shoot. You're surrounding Anthony Davis and LeBron James with shooters. You've brought in really a a team now that looks like you've actually constructed a team. It doesn't just look like you were throwing darts at a wall and saying, we could fit that guy in. Oh, that might work. Okay. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is a playmaker that can also score. Now, is he a little immature? Yes. Did he wear out his welcome with Carl Anthony Towns? And was that part of the reason why he got traded? Yes. But he's now playing with LeBron James and there's going to be a lot more respect for LeBron than there is Carl Anthony Towns who was already his friend to begin with this Lakers team is totally different people would be talking about them in a different way if we saw them constructed this way for the entire season I love the Lakers down the stretch I think this is a playoff team and now adding shooters has changed the whole dynamic you just need Anthony Davis and LeBron to be out there on the floor they got to stay healthy with Anthony Davis I mean listen that's the biggest caveat that's the biggest question so All right, taking a look at the NBA standings as we start the post-All-Star run. Two teams, maybe they're not going to be where they are in a couple of weeks. You betting the Kings 
or the Brooklyn Nets to finish it as a higher seed? Oh, the Kings. The Kings are legit. I don't know why you're not buying into the Kings, man. They got the third best record in the West right now. The Nets, you know what I feel bad for is Jacques Vaughn. I know they just got a contract extension yesterday, so congratulations on that. But is that really a gig that you want for the long term? Think about what it was when you took the job, right? When you had Kevin Durant, when you had Kyrie Irving, when the odds told us that you had the third best chance to win the championship, and what they are now, they're a shell of themselves. So I I couldn't be farther away from the Nets. Not I wouldn't be surprised if they completely slip and fade away. That They're going to end up making the postseason, but once they do, they're one and done. The Nets suck. So the difference here, though, is that if you look at schedules – they're both difficult, but the Kings is even more tough, right? The Kings have the fourth toughest schedule, and the Nets have the seventh toughest schedule the rest of the way this season. The issue for me here is that the West just got a lot harder. If the, if the West had looked kind of the same, bef- you know, what we saw before the trade deadline and then after, I would say even with that tough schedule, the Nets, they, they could probably fall back a little bit given the fact that they traded away everybody, and now they're left with Mikael Bridges, who's been fantastic, but that's basically their number one option. But the problem now for the Sacramento Kings is that you're going to have the Suns climbing. You're going to have the Mavericks climbing. The Pelicans are probably going to continue to fall off because I can't trust Zion to actually be there. But I can tell you this. I'm going to have to lean. God, I'm going to do it. Am I? You know what? I'm going to piss off Kings fans again. Give me the Nets. Give me the Nets having a higher seed than the Sacramento Kings because this Nets team, this Nets team right now is going to play. They remind me of that Kenny Atkinson team that made the playoffs when Spencer did when he was there the first time around. Like, that's what they look like right now where they're playing free. The Kings are so bad defensively. They can't stop anybody, and everybody's knocking down threes against them. They'll actually see each other at one more, one more point down the stretch. But Sacramento still has the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Nets, the Clippers twice. I mean, they got themselves a tough, tough schedule in a Western Conference that just got more competitive. The Clippers got better, and if they keep Kawhi out there, they're going to play long. They're actually going to play games consistently out there. You've got the Suns getting better, the Mavs getting better. Hey, the Warriors may even jump up. Give me the Nets. They're going to have a higher one.